Hey everyone, this is Gabby and Karim, and you're listening to the Making of an Incredible MD podcast by Halide to Health. Tune in each week to hear us talk about the journey of getting into med school. From GAMSAT to medical interviews, get the insider scoop from med students who have done it all before. So So stay stay tuned tuned and get ready to get med ready. Hi guys and welcome back to the Making of an Incredible MD podcast by Heart to Health. Today it is me, Karim. Uh, I'll be running you guys through another mock MMI with one of our students. Before we get started, I'd like to do an acknowledgement to countries. I'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the lands on which I'm recording today. Today I'm on the Yorta Yorta land. I'd like to acknowledge their elders past, present and emerging. So today we'll be talking about rural and remote health. Uh, We'll go through a classic sort of mock MMI um, that's really, really common where the universities will uh, ask you guys questions about sort of your knowledge of rural and remote health, which is a really, really important topic, especially here in Australia, where that can be um, a really big issue. So the scenario today um, is very simple. It's as follows. People living in rural and remote areas experience higher rates of illness, hospitalisation and death than other Australians. And then the first question is, what is your understanding of rural and remote health within Australia? So here is the student response and I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Yeah, when you're ready. Okay, so my understanding of rural and remote health within Australia is that it is far um, less than what we experience here in more metropolitan or city areas of Australia. I think the main um, issue for rural health in Australia, from my understanding, is just the tyranny of the distance um, needed to kind of travel to get a lot of different types of specialty health care. So we really um, do have a lack of um, different types of medical specialties, but also allied health as well um, out in rural areas. Um, We also um, experience a lack of just kind of general practitioners and GPs kind of existing out in the really remote areas um, of Australia as well. So other than um, kind of just this um, lack of, I guess, resources um, from a human point of view in rural and remote areas in Australia, we also experience kind of a real lack in infrastructure as well. Um, So I understand that there's just not as much um, kind of developed, like kind of multifaceted hospitals. Um, Our kind of transport system in Australia, I don't think is is up to scratch to kind of support the population that live out there. We don't have um, a great train network for people to kind of get to cities to see um, health professionals when they need to. And we also, you know, have large parts of the country that actually don't have any internet. So it's hard to kind of get health information to people out there. Um, even if we can, you know, transport it through digital means. Um, so I think that there's a, there's a really long way to go for healthcare in Australia. And it's a lot of kind of, you know, infrastructure on a human and also just kind of tangible level that I think really falls, makes the health fall down um, for people who aren't in this in metropolitan areas. Okay. And what factors do you think contribute to the discrepancies between rural remote health outcomes and that of other Australians? Um, I probably 
probably answer this a little bit in my previous question, but I think it is the lack of resources that really contribute. So I think that the, um, you know, the lack of specialty, different, different types of doctors and, and health professionals that just um, just don't exist out there. Um, I also think that um, it's probably contributed to other, you know, professionals not kind of living out in remote areas kind of similar in a similar fashion. So I think, you know, teachers are also incentivized to go out there because education levels um, are, are less in rural and remote areas. And that kind of feeds into the health um, of, of individuals and also the community kind of not having um, kind of the higher levels of like literacy and um, ability to kind of understand when when things need to kind of get get looked at. Um, I think I've forgotten the rest of the question. <laughs> No, that's okay. So the question was, what factors do you think contribute to discrepancies between rural health outcomes and that of other Australians? Okay. Can we move on to the next question as well? If yeah, you like? I think we'll move on to the next question. Okay. How can the health of rural remote Australians be improved? So I think that we are trying um, in Australia to do um, a lot of things to help um, people who are living out in rural and remote areas. We've kind of got a lot of different systems, you know, for medical students with the bonded medical program. Um, but I think that, you know, that is, is a little bit short-sighted. I think that, um, you know, people might go out and live there for the three years um, that they're asked to at the end of their medical degree. But I think that it's a bit short-sighted and some more things need to be kind of put in place to kind of really have a long-term focus of improving their health. So I think that, um, you know, spending more money on developing facilities in rural areas, especially to train different types of medical professionals kind of away from metropolitan areas. So um, if somebody comes out of med school, med school or um, any kind of health degree and they really want to be a specialist in a certain type of health um, and that training isn't offered in a rural or remote area, like that person's not, not going to stay. Um, so I think kind of offering kind of more training programs or places in training programs that are situated in in rural areas could be the way to go um, and kind of trying to diversify the places that um, kind of young health professionals tend to congregate to kind of progress their careers is something that we could probably do better. Okay. And do you think rural placement should be compulsory part of every medical student's training? I think that they are an important part of um, rural health I mean, for, for medical school training, um, the, the, the point of every single person needing to do it, I'm not sure if that's necessary. I think what we should focus on is the people who really want to do rural health, we kind of offer them as much time there as we can. So I understand the research um, into people retaining jobs in rural areas after medical school is that if they spend more time there as a student and kind of start and finish their degrees um, more or less in the rural area, they're more likely to stay there and to kind of practice there long term. So I think it's like instead of maybe sending every single medical student out for like a, um, you know, three month placement in a rural area, we should maybe just make sure the people who really want to do rural health can sp spend as much time as they can there. And I think that would probably be um, my preference to how um, to how that scheme would work for students. <laughs> Hi everyone, sorry to interrupt your podcast, just popping in to let you know that our Halata Health MMR season is just around the corner. 
This season, we have the option of both virtual and live circuits, where you can choose whether to submit your mock MMI and get feedback from an examiner at a later time, or attend the live circuits and get feedback from a real examiner who is a current medical student who's done it all before in live time. If you're interested in finding out more about these great MMIs, please find links in our show notes, or otherwise you can head to our website to get more information. We'll see you at the live MMIs. Okay, so that's just about time. Um, Very well done. How do you think you went? Uh, I think it was okay. (laughs) Do you think there's anything that you'd like to improve on or anything that you could have done differently? Uh, I think I probably should have some more things up my sleeve to say about rural health. (laughs) Mm. I actually thought you were extremely knowledgeable. Um, I've got the feedback that I thought applied to you. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, extremely well done. We'll go through each question and kind of just break down what you said and what else you said. Okay. I think your first opening statement was really good. It was short, concise, but, like, packed full of knowledge and really well-structured, so I knew exactly what you were trying to say. In summary, you said things like there are issues with geographical access, lack of resources, lack of access to various healthcare, and even like lack of access to various infrastructure, which I thought was a really knowledgeable and well-structured answer, and I really wouldn't change much about that. Um, I think with a question like that, they're just trying to gauge your understanding of some of the issues and you clearly highlighted you have knowledge in in those areas. Um, For question two, what factors do you think contribute to discrepancies between rural and remote health outcomes and that of other Australians? Sometimes you do get these sort of like long clunky questions that are a bit like, what are they actually trying to ask me here? But I thought you handled it quite well. Um, The fact that you acknowledge you'd already brought up some of these points, I thought was quite insightful um once again you mentioned you know lack of resources even lower levels of literacy as well um but yeah you can sort of i think a good way of structuring your answer here would be to consider that there are many factors in various um spheres of society that will impact on this so i guess you can talk about it from the individual perspective So, you know, in rural and remote areas, there's higher rates of occupational hazards, like working in factories, stuff like that. So that might lead to worse worse health outcomes. Higher levels of riskier behaviour, like higher rates of smoking and alcohol use, which might, again, lead to worse health outcomes. So that's from the individual perspective. You think about the staff. There's more junior staff in hospitals out here maybe less experienced staff, um, like you said, less specialists, but also less generalists, which is what the community really needs, like someone who can sort of do a bit of everything. I don't know if you've heard of like the Rural Generalist Program. It's a good one yeah. to look up. Yeah, yeah. So that's, good yeah. yeah, fantastic. That's a good one to sort of mention in there that like, yeah, you know, figuring out exactly what the community actually needs and then um, providing the resources for that. And things like lack of funding, which you also mentioned as well, um, or even high staff turnover rate in some of the hospitals is something you could have mentioned it. But, yeah, yeah I mean, with a question like this, it's sort of just trying to gauge, like, do you understand what some of the factors contributing to the worst health outcomes, like what actually are they? Which yeah, you did mention a couple, so I thought you did quite well there. Um. 
yeah for do you have any questions so far by the way uh no like I think um yeah it's good to remember like to maybe talk about like the individual kind of issues that might be going on but then also because I think I just focus too much on like the whole community kind of thing um yeah so that's a good point I think that you made with questions like this, you can always use a structure of like individual community government perspective. And yeah, I had no structure when I was talking. <laughs> I, was just going for it. I thought I thought you were actually quite well structured. I thought you did quite okay. well. Uh, for question three, um, how can the health of rural remote Australians be improved? You had a lot of really good insight here. They need more funding. They've got things like the BMP, which is short-sighted. I completely agree with you there. I thought that was really... Um, well said and well stated. Uh, improving some of the training programs, that's yep, absolutely excellent. And that is what they're trying to do at the moment as well. Uh, I, there isn't much else here in terms of suggested answers. You could have mentioned something like telehealth as a potential answer um, or improve, oh, yeah. improving infrastructure, which you mentioned in your first answer. Um, aside from that, yeah, I thought that was great. Or oh, like even mentioning the Rural Generals program as well. Oh, uh, yeah. So I think those were all, all good things to mention. But, yeah, once again, a question like this, you know, it's just asking about, like, your knowledge in the area sort of. Yeah, okay. And then finally the last question sort of like an ethics one. It's kind of like should we force medical students to do something they might not be interested in? So there's a bit of, like, ethics there of, like, kind of like autonomy. <laughs> but applying oh, oh, yeah, I get it now, yeah. Um, which, but it's sort of really interesting because it's also balanced against like benefit for society. Like if we have more medical students going to a rural placement, we might end up with more, um, rural doctors, but on the other hand, if they really hate their placement, they might be completely put off from ever pursuing rural or remote health. I think the catch is that like, if you send someone out somewhere for just a few months, they might not really get to like it like they might just get this first impression and they didn't like it but if you like someone stays there for like a couple of years like they generally will like kind of come around to it and like oh maybe I can live here like yeah yeah and I completely agree with you like I really liked your answer I thought it was well structured and it made sense I think the only thing I would have liked to see is just for you to consider the other option as well to like weigh up both for the examiner and be like well we could do it and here's what might happen but I actually think that this is my opinion. I think that we shouldn't do it because of X, Y, and Z, and we should actually spend more resources in, into making sure that students can um, spend a longer time in a placement in rural and remote settings. Because okay. we actually do see that. Like I've had a lot of friends who have done a rural placement for a couple of weeks and just hated it and they've just completely sworn off like rural and remote health, which is not good. I think you should always keep an open mind. Um, yeah. But, yeah, having the option and the opportunity is certainly a really good way of phrasing it. Yeah. Do you have okay. any questions at all? Uh, no, I think that that was, yeah, like good feedback and I definitely got, yeah, got some stuff out of doing that. So I think, yeah, that was really that was really helpful. This is kind of like the first mock that I've done like yeah. this time around. So, yeah, no, it was um, it was good. Yeah, no, you did very well. And I think that was a really big well done in that station. Hi, guys. So that was the end of that episode. Uh, I hope that you found it really useful. 
make sure to definitely continue revising rural and remote health because it's such an important topic for your studies. Um, some of the points that we brought up today were really useful and definitely things that you want to bring up in your interviews. Uh, definitely feel free to check out some of our other mock MMI episodes. You guys can use it as study and good luck with your studying. Thank you for listening to the Making of an Incredible MD podcast by Halide to Health. Please like, share and subscribe to help spread the word about our podcast. And we'd love to hear your feedback. So send us an email or message on Facebook. All of our links are in the show notes. Thanks. We'll see you next time.